0: Welcome to the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman, where Jerry reads a chapter from the New Testament and gives us key insights and life applications along the way. For more information about the Solid Life Journal and reading plans, visit solidlives.com. And now let's get into today's reading. Well, we're in the book of
1: Acts and we're getting down to these final chapters now. We're in chapter 25 today. I just love these chapters. So let's pray and jump into it. Father, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for this history about this prisoner, a favorite prisoner of ours, the Apostle Paul. And we pray that you would speak to us once again through his life and experience. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, here's what happened. Paul went to Jerusalem. He was warned about going to Jerusalem by the Holy Spirit through prophetic utterances. And he would not be deterred. He said, I'm willing to die. He he went to Jerusalem. He was arrested. The mob wanted to beat him, but the commander of the Roman army rescued him. When he discovered that people were going to try to kill him, then he sent... Paul and hundreds of troops to take him safely to Caesarea, this beautiful port out on the Mediterranean Sea, the closest port at the time to Jerusalem. It may be today. And uh, so he's been there first under Felix, but now uh, Felix has uh, resigned that position or been replaced. And now we have a new leader, Roman leader in that position named Festus. So that's the way we're Picking it up, Paul's a prisoner in Caesarea right on the coast. I mean, this place where he was kept, a beautiful place. I can picture it in my mind. I've been there many times. Of course, it doesn't look like it did back in Paul's day. It's been excavated and such, but it's just a beautiful scene. So here's what it says, Acts chapter 25. Now when Festus had come to the province, after three days he went up from Caesarea to Jerusalem. Why does it say he went up instead of over? You know, Caesarea, uh, you know, I'm picturing it in my mind, and well, let me do it reverse for you. Caesarea, here's the coast out here. Is Caesarea, and here's Jerusalem. So they're lateral on the map. Well, why would he say he went up? Because obviously with Caesarea being right on the beach of the Mediterranean, that's going to be at sea level. But Jerusalem is about 3,000 feet above sea level. And so whenever you go to Jerusalem from almost any part of the country, not every part, but almost every part, you go up to Jerusalem. And no matter what part you come from, even if you're at a higher elevation, like Mount Hermon, or I don't remember how high Mount Carmel is, you still have to come down and then back up to Jerusalem. So it's always up to Jerusalem. So it says uh, that he went up from Caesarea to Jerusalem, talking about Festus. Verse 2, then the high priest and the chief men of the Jews informed him against Paul. And they petitioned him, asking a favor against him, that he would summon him to Jerusalem while they lay in ambush along the road to kill him. So they still want to kill him. And this is after uh, quite some time, really after at least a couple of years. And they want to kill him, but they want uh, Festus to bring him back to Jerusalem so that they can kill him. They don't want to try to do this in this Roman city, Caesarea. Verse 4, but Festus answered that Paul should be kept at Caesarea and that he himself was going there shortly. So Festus really hasn't even been to Caesarea to get established as the leader there. So it says he himself would go there shortly. Verse 5, therefore, he said, let those who have authority among you go down with me And accuse this man to see if there is any fault in him. Well, this has already happened before, but this is a new leader, so they'll have a new trial, so to speak. And verse 6: when he had remained among them for more than 10 days, he went down from Jerusalem in elevation to Caesarea on the coast of the Mediterranean. And the next day, sitting on the judgment seat, he commanded Paul to be brought. When he had come, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood about and laid many serious complaints against Paul, which they could not prove, while he answered for himself. Neither against the law, here's what Paul said, neither against the law of the Jews, nor against the temple, nor against Caesar have I offended in anything at all. But Festus, wanting to do the Jews a favor, answered Paul and said, Are you willing to go up to Jerusalem and there be judged before me concerning these things? Well, you know, Paul didn't want to do that because Paul knew they were trying to kill him and lay in ambush, you know, as he was traveling one way or the other. Uh, Verse 10. So Paul said, I stand at Caesar's judgment where I ought to be judged. To the Jews, I have done no wrong, as you very well know. For if I am an offender or have committed anything deserving of death, I do not object to dying. But if there is nothing in these uh, things of which these men accuse me, no one can deliver me to them. I appeal to Caesar. Now remember, Paul is a Roman citizen and he's saying, I appeal to Caesar. Caesar's the emperor ruling from Rome. Verse 12, then Festus, when he had conferred with the council, answered, you have appealed to Caesar, to Caesar you shall go. A famous statement, verse 13. And after some days, King Agrippa and Bernice came to Caesarea to greet Festus. When they had been there many days, Festus laid Paul's case before the king, saying, There is a certain man left a prisoner by Felix, about whom the chief priests and the elders of the Jews informed me when I was in Jerusalem, asking for a judgment against him. To them I answered, it is not the custom of the Romans to deliver any man to destruction before the accursed meets the accusers face to face, excuse me, before the accused meets the accusers face to face and has opportunity to answer for himself concerning the charge against him. Therefore, when they had come together without any delay, the next day I sat on the judgment seat, which was true, and commanded the man to be brought in. When the accuser stood up they brought no accusation against him of such things as I supposed, but had some questions against him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who had died, whom Paul affirmed to be alive. And because I was uncertain of such questions, I asked whether he was willing to go to Jerusalem and there be judged concerning these matters. But when Paul appealed to be... Uh, To be reserved for the decision of Augustus, I commanded him to be kept till I could send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I also would like to hear the man myself. Tomorrow, he said, you shall hear him. So the next day, when Agrippa and Bernice had come with great pomp, I mean, there's a tremendous, like almost like a parade coming in, with great pomp, and had entered the auditorium with the commanders and the prominent men of the city, at Festus' command, Paul was brought in. And Festus said, King Agrippa, and all the men who are here present with us, you see this man about whom the whole assembly of the Jews petitioned me, both at Jerusalem and here, crying out that he was not fit to live any longer. But when I found out, Excuse me, when I found that he had committed nothing deserving of death and that he himself had appealed to Augustus, I decided to send him. I have nothing certain to write to my Lord concerning him. Therefore, I have brought him out before you and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that after the examination has taken place, I may have something to write. For it seems to me unreasonable to send the prisoner and not to specify the charges against him. So we're in the middle of this uh, narrative about the history of Paul, and that's where the chapter ends. And so we have to pick it back up when King Agrippa is about to have Paul speak to him. And by the way, this is a famous chapter and a famous story because of what King Agrippa says as Paul shares the gospel with him. Well, that's it for today. And we'll pick it up tomorrow in chapter
0: 26. Thank you for joining us for the New Testament Daily with Jerry Deerman, And thank you to those of you who have partnered with Solid Lives to help get this daily podcast and other resources like it to thousands of people around the world. If you would like to partner with Solid Lives, visit solidlives.com give. To find out more about the ministry of Solid Lives, how you can be a part of this church planting and disciple making movement, or for more great teachings and resources by Jerry, visit solidlives.com. We also want to invite you to check out Jerry's other podcast called the Jerry Dearman podcast. Here, Jerry shares with us at least weekly from God's word, challenging us and equipping us to fulfill the amazing plan that God has for our lives. You can find links to this podcast as well as Jerry's YouTube channel online at solidlives.com. Thank you again so much for joining us, and we'll see you right here tomorrow as we jump into the New Testament Daily with Jerry Deerman.